0: Hello everyone. I hope you enjoy this episode of VR and Education. I just want to make one quick clarification. In my interview with David Crawford, there's a few times where I allude to him as Greg. Uh, The reason behind that is sometimes, well, knowing David for a while, he likes to be called by his middle name, which is Greg. So just wanted to clarify that enjoy the episode hey everyone welcome to another exciting episode of VR and education so in today's episode we have the chance to talk and get some perspective and insight into a veteran film studies teacher he uses high-end VR like many of the listeners so David Crawford has been teaching for over 20 years and he currently teaches IB Film and Art at Upper Canada College in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So welcome to the show, David. Thanks, Craig. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So lots of teachers always sort of wonder why VR. So it's important that we start from the beginning and so for you, like, what's your origin
1: story when it comes to getting interested in virtual reality? So so for me with VR, I mean, being a visual arts teacher originally and, and having taught film now um, uh, pretty well exclusively for the last 15 years, uh, I'm interested in story and, and telling stories. And, and I, 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 I don't know what the opportunities are yet for VR to tell stories. Um, I, I've, I've done a lot of work. Teaching students how to tell stories um, uh, in cinema, in, in diploma film class, and, and I'd I'd like to sort of see what they can do and how it can be different uh, with virtual reality. That's awesome. I
0: I, I you know t- to the listeners out there, I've known Greg for a while, and you know it's a- always important to push the boundaries. And so I love the idea that he's thinking of what's next to push the boundaries on kids in regards to that. Tell us, what's at your school? So what kind of VR equipment did you guys end up buying for Upper Canada
1: College, and what are you currently using it for? So we're really kind of in a pilot program this year, and, and we bought some, uh, some cameras, and, and we've just been using those cameras this so year. Three, so 360? We've got a 360, and then we have two GoPro Uh, as well that we're working with and so this year really has been a trial we've we've got the the uh, cameras into the hands of some students Uh, the IT uh, coordinator Ryan Archer and I have been working with the 360 uh, and and seeing what it'll do and so that's a lot of what we've been doing this year Um, we've also because I'm on the film side of it um, I'm looking at more at creating content whereas as ryan is interested in more and how it can it can be integrated into the classroom
0: so how do the kids look at their finished sort of camera clips and
1: stuff uh we've got two headsets that we use and uh and and they're they're looking at those
0: so what kind of headsets are those though
1: um vive we've got two vibes and awesome. we use those awesome awesome yeah.
0: I think between that and Oculus, that tends to be the most popular. Uh, This is one of the reasons I wanted you on the show, and that is to get the perspective, not from the gaming, not from, you know, the science part of things, but the growing sort of use of film. So storytelling obviously can or could be, enhanced because narrative storytelling narrative is so paramount do you think like immersive vr like the htc Vive that you're using can tell the story better than say regular film
1: i i think it must have potential eventually to do it I you know right now uh, you know the language i use when we talk about film we're guiding we 're guiding viewers to look at the certain places that we want to do. Uh, we match cuts, so we have you know if, if somebody's in a scene and we want to cut to a long shot of them, if we match them to the same spot on the screen, we can keep their attention in that area where VR, as you know, I mean, they could be turning around and not even seeing that person looking there. So, so it's a, it's a, it's a different vocabulary than, than what I teach right now, which, which is, which is very interesting to me. And, and, um, ryan archer one of the people that he's sort of put me in touch with to to watch online is chris Melk. and and chris Melk does a lot of work and i mean his thing is empathy um a, a lot of it anyways and so you know we've we've looked at some of the things that chris melk has been doing um but it's more uh newsreel almost Kind of. He does put you in situations where you feel empathetic for the people, but but it's 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 newsreel kind of. And 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 even Chris Melk talks about the fact that you know about 130 years ago when cinema was first developing, Edison came up with a kinetoscope. And you know, people would come and they would individually look in and see things that were happening. And and they were just filming everyday things. Um, um, the Lumiere brothers uh, filmed their father's um, factory where, where they where they made photograph yep. you know early photographs and so one and of the, the things the, Lum- and the train and the train exactly so so those things you know one of the things the Lumiere brothers when they first saw Edison's kinetoscope was was they said that they, it was it too individual and so they wanted to make it uh, something more communal yep. something people could do together and so so you know. Uh, film kind of emerged from that and then and then with Mollier he started to look at cuts and how you could you know change how people feel about things by interspersing and cutting the film and putting it together and and that's sort of the language that that i'm still using hundred hundred and some years later in film class we're still using that language that those early pioneers mm. came up with and those ideas that they came up with.
0: If I'm a naysayer, which sometimes is good on a show like this, I would say, given all the history with film, you know, trying to reach masses like large numbers of people, whereas VR right now, like as you alluded to, is an individual headset. um, Are we are we better off trying to leave the individual headset because it's hard? To only reach just one person versus like 20 or a hundred people and and what I mean by that is you know all these film festivals right the uh, the Keynes Film Festival etc are starting to add a VR component to it but it's still so so
1: fringe because
0: one person puts on the headset like what are your thoughts in regards to that
1: and I really think that we're, we're because we're at the beginning of VR like they were 130 years ago with those things that that someone's going to come up with something that 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 a lot of us don't see it. And maybe there's people already coming up with it that I right, and, and we don't know about it yet, but it, it's going to come. So I, I think there will be and maybe it won't be the same kind of communal cinema that, that we had. It'll be something different. Uh, but 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 I think we're on the cusp of of those kind of changes with VR. What about again
0: you alluded to this what about the idea of how do we keep a linear focus? So if I'm a viewer, I'm watching a film, a regular film, not a VR film, I kind of control the gaze, I control the perspective whereas in VR like you said like someone could, look for a while, but then in in good VR, they could turn and twist behind them to see what's going on back there, etc. And you kind of lose the gaze. So what are some tips or techniques that you think you need to teach your kids to keep sort of them focused on what the linear storytelling in the past has tried to do?
1: So one well well for starters so in film class still I believe that a great story mm-hmm. and great sound you can't really go wrong if you've got those two things. So 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 when when Ryan Archer and I were first working with the VR of course one of the first things we found was we we had this I had this great student in in year 11 film who was in Henry the 4th and so he had a scene where there's a fight scene and so there's two fight scenes going on at the same time and so Hal is fighting on one side and and uh, um, oh I'm gonna forget the name of the Shakespeare character and my wife will be angry with me but um, <laughs> um, so we had two fights going on at the same time so we, we took our 360 and put it not quite in center of that but but close to the center of these fights and, and because I, I know the director and I know the students they were very excited to see what it would look like to show off their 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 swordmanship um, with the VR so when we did that what we found was when when people would watch it the original fight that started was so exciting that they wouldn't notice the fight behind ah. them. and so that fight would start and you would kind of hear it but not really and, and, and then you would see Falstaff, I remember the name of Falstaff, dying in the corner at the end, and you'd wonder what happened to him. But if you had just turned your head, you would have seen the sword fight um, and, and Falstaff dying. So, so what, one of the things we, we figured out was, and I mean, people told us already, but we had to figure this out in Adobe Premiere, was to turn up the sound of Falstaff yelling when his fight starts so that you can cue the audience to turn Ah. and see a bit of that and still know the other fight is going on. And once we did that, people, I think, had a better experience and and were more immersed in in both of the fights going on.
0: Another thing I noticed that maybe is something that you're working towards maybe this next year as you roll more VR into your film, and that's using, like, signposts, like, almost textual clues within the vr setting to say click on this or you know come see this have you touched on that yet at all with you know the hcc vive has controllers right and with these controllers you can grab things or click on things within the virtual environment
1: no we haven't but this next thing we want to work on awesome so so um to be honest one of the things that has sort of come to this um you know was our admissions department um loved the sword fighting and and they're looking at a day in the life of this young man who's also on the rugby team who is also in an upper level a high level english class and so we've we recorded him in the english class you know and then we record him in the rugby field so we've got kind of those kind of things so so they're excited about about that kind of aspect of it to show the school and and you, you know to to go maybe not a step further, but also to show our campus. We have a beautiful campus in, in, in downtown Toronto. Because um, the, the danger of, of
0: VR is this. You know, if it's a sh- just a shiny new toy in the technology sort of, you know, Pandora's box, then people are going to lose interest. But uh, I run a show, obviously, I'm totally... ...convinced that VR can be something that has uh, staying power and only if people use it for what it's meant to be and that is immersive. So for it to be immersive, people need to do things that they couldn't do with a computer or with a textbook and to to make it interactive, which means people can pick up things or, or move towards and, and feel like they're touching things like... The, the controllers, for example, have haptics that will like buzz if, if you touch or do something is why I think VR will make a stay in education. You know, learning that though is not easy.
1: It's not easy. And we're still at that spot where, where we're watching the train come into the station, right? And we're just showing the sewing. It. So, so that's the next step. Um, and we, you know, we put the camera into the hands of some really good film students and we're seeing sort of what they do this summer with it, uh, and, and to see what kind of things they want to do. But, but one of our top students that, that graduated this year, that's one of the things he said to us, look, you, you, you know, a lot of kids were playing Beat Saber and and they loved it. Yep. Um, so so that you know there was that but 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 you know part of me was i mean this was a kid on on the cross country team and i coach cross country and i was thinking yeah this beat savers good but you know you should get out and hit the track a little bit too right <laughs> so so um so and that's what that's what this this young man simon said to us you know once we get to that point where it is more immersive he he saw exciting things happening mm. so so we've kind of
0: touched on this but moving forward what are you know you've alluded to another sort of colleague of yours ryan archer what are your your ultimate goals as you move forward next year and maybe even down the road like doesn't have to be like year two but maybe it's year three or four in regards to trying to use this immersive tool for film
1: so if I can allude to a conversation we've had earlier about it, one of the ideas is to kind of throw that at the students and say, "Here's a story done in VR. Here's the same story done with photo, you know, a photo essay, and here's here's it done in film. How does it change the way you look at it?" And sort of throw that at the students, um, and that's sort of what we're looking at this year to sort of put that into the curriculum. With some of the things that have already been created, and then start to work on creation of the the work, some of you know creating some of the 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 um, uh, work on our own.
0: I also want to circle back to something else you alluded to,
1: which I believe
0: has been said a lot, and that is you said you know VR can be used for empathy, and I agree with you. Like you know, if you look at some of the literature and research, and even just sort of some of the the things that have been talked about you know people would dub VR as an empathy machine and Chris Milk has done a lot with his website and some of the stuff he's tried to create to try and sort of tell people that VR truly is an empathy machine where you're following literally in the shoes of someone else you know an example someone created from Stanford uh, what it was like to be homeless and you had to sort of live the life of a homeless person. You know, tell me a little bit more about your understanding of how VR might be used for an empathy machine, either through film or just sort of your goals or vision with
1: VR. Um, so so, so first let me say as, as an art teacher and a film teacher, I think one still image can create empathy. And so you get that one beautiful shot of of something that can help people understand homelessness. I I think same with a short film, same with a film, things like that. I think all of the arts, and and VR included, have that ability to create empathy. Um, Music, all these things can do that. one of the big successes we had with VR this year is a, an artist named Lisa Jackson uh, from, from Ontario in Canada. And she has this, uh, it's called Badabin, and it's an, an Anishinabe word that means uh, the kind of the future and past and present kind of melding together. And so what she created was downtown Toronto, um, a VR world of downtown Toronto in a possible future where nature has kind of come back in and taken over uh, the, the city. Um, some people saw it a little post-apocalyptic, but if you look closer and, and listen to what she was saying, she was saying, you know, society's ebb and flow and, you know, it might be that in the future there, there are more trees in downtown Toronto and there's, there are people living closer to the land than they do now. Uh, there's this one you start in the subway and uh, the subway is now a river and there's people canoeing you know past you in the river and and that's sort of the transportation that she's looking at and so so she immerses you in this and and you get to go up onto the top of you know one of these buildings that now is green and there's people living there Um, and so what we did is we we had set up Two stations where students could go and so I would take my class down and we would run through and we I would send four of them at a time and then two of them would go to the stations and then during lunch hours and after school it was open for people to go and I think the majority of the school went because it was it was a it was an amazing experience and then she came back in to talk to us she's a she's an award-winning um, documentary filmmaker and she's done some beautiful short films um, that if you watch those two, I think you would empathize with 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 um, she does some things with um, residential schools. Uh, oh, and yeah. so, so I would say for me right now, the short films that she has, the strength to produce empathy, are are similar. and, and but she's just on the cusp. This is her first crack at VR. Mm. So I'm excited to see what the art world is going to now take and and do with some of this
0: see and so you go to the the world renowned toronto film festival has there been any vr stuff in your recent sort of foyer or visit to the toronto film festival
1: they they do no, there isn't. The the tip bell light box downtown does things there and so you can go down on a yearly basis and they, they have they have um, studios there that they work with at. But but nothing at the festival itself. That's all uh, full-length feature films. So this is you've you've gone one year
0: approximately one year with VR. What are some sort of suggestions? Like if I put you in a room at a conference with new like teachers who are just brand new to VR, like w- what are some things that you would say to them? Would like what are some pearls of wisdom, some ideas that you might want to give them for people who are sort of on the cusp of saying, "Well, you know, I kind of kind of have a bit of a budget, you know, it would be neat to get into that, etc." I
1: I, th- I think I think for us, um, you know, we've we've kind of dipped our toe in to the water yeah yeah but but it's it's a little tentative we, we're not we're in not diving yeah we didn't dive in, dive in, in yeah. we got some equipment we're working with the equipment we're kind of seeing what that equipment will do and and i i think that has been a good approach for us rather than buy a class set i know i know some schools close to us bought a class set of 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 uh of of of, of, of goggles and um um and so for us just choosing some students to kind of look at some things and do that i think we feel like we're ready to kind of take the next step and 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 work with it obviously ryan archer is is more interested in in how that will work in other classes for me because i'm a film teacher i'm interested in how really it's down to how can they tell their stories and this is what i push my students all the time you've got something you want to say is this a better way of saying it and so the more tools they have to say it and and i'm hoping in a couple years they're going to say you know this story will be better in vr and i i think that's where we want to go with this for me in film or they might say no i I, you know i want to do this in black and white uh, four by three and and that's a better way for me to do it so 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 my hope is 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 always that that students will have a, a better way to tell stories that are meaningful to them. That will help, and if we go back to empathy, that will help people, you know, understand how they feel, and maybe they feel similar things, and and it helps them as well. So awesome. Well, well said.
0: Listen, David. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. But you know, obviously, the ultimate goal of anything is. For people who like what you say, and I'm sure there's lots out there, to continue the conversation. So, you know, if people did want to get a hold of you, like what would be the best way? Do you have an email or something you want to share in case someone wanted to talk to you more? Maybe they're just getting started. They have
1: amazing film program and they have a bit of money and they want to get into immersive VR. Sure. Uh, they're more than welcome to email me, dcrawford at ucc.on.ca. And uh, if it's something I can talk to them about, that would be great. Uh, Ryan Archer, who is on staff as well, is always willing to help people out too. And, uh, and he's more on the technical side and he could help people out with that.